Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. What's going on, everyone? Inching closer and closer to the draft. Two days away, three days away from the Bears pick. But the draft will start just a little over 48 hours from now. Welcome in. My name's Adam Hogue. He's Nicholas Moriano. We are both at Howes Hall today where the general manager of the Bears, Ryan Poles, spoke to the media. We also had the Brian Piccolo Award, so a busy, busy day, which is why this show is a little bit later on. Thanks for sticking with us. Appreciate everybody who is here live with us. Appreciate everybody listening to the podcast today. What's up, Nick? Going on, Adam. Well, uh, we had a lengthy press conference with the GM. It's always an interesting press conference because the GMs, um, I think they're actually required by the league to do a pre-draft press conference. And they usually don't want to say anything because they don't want to give away any secrets, but Ryan Poles actually gave us some, some things today, some things to, to talk about, to chew on. He gave us a little insight into the kinds of things he's been working on with his scouts. What did you find that was uh, most interesting? Yeah, I think uh, one of the takeaways that I had is that Ryan Poles and his staff are doing mock drafts just like you, me, and everyone and their grandmother are kind of doing right now and getting trade scenarios and just trying to get prepared as much as possible for this upcoming draft. And obviously Ryan Poles is first as a general manager. So when I heard him say that, I'm like, hey, you know, Adam and I have been doing this. All of, you know, a lot of our listeners definitely do this as well, make these mock drafts and go through different scenarios. Like, oh, is this player going to be on the board? then how do you kind of approach it that way? So that was just one of the takeaways that I had from Ryan Poles. But what about you? Yeah, I think that um, in, in when it comes to those mock drafts, it's a good thing you brought that up because we have a big part of today's show because you and I both have new mock drafts. Mine kind of actually simulates, I think, a little bit of what uh, Ryan Poles was talking about, trying to get some trades in there actually practice what it's like on the clock when you have to make these decisions quickly. Um, and by the way, I should tell you tomorrow at 11 a.m., we will be live with a mock draft special. Will DeWitt will be there live with us. And we are going to kind of be the Bears brain trust and simulate the draft as it goes, make decisions on the fly. So it's going to be a fun show tomorrow. Make sure you do not miss it. Uh, and that'll be again at 11 o'clock on Wednesday and then the rest of the week. Don't worry. We have you covered with live shows throughout the draft each and every day. So it's going to be a fun, fun week when it came to polls. Let's see. I think the biggest thing today was actually the question he was asked about whether or not this is a rebuild. And we need to add some context to this too, but here's what Ryan polls had to say. He said the rebuild thing is like super sensitive and he kind of, chuckled as he was saying that mm -hmm. too uh he said no we're constructing a very good football team regardless of how you use whatever term that is we just continue to add talent and young talent older talent whatever it takes to make the best team possible then he kind of paused laughed again and brought up an analogy and i gotta say ryan poles is on point with his analogies more times than well, not no. i like them the one he brought up today was like, he's like, when it's, it's like when you're sitting there watching HGTV with your wife and, you know, whatever show's going on, you got uh, a rehab. Let's just, he didn't mention fixer upper. Let's just use that as the example. But, you know, it's like fixer upper because you got one room that uh, might be perfect. You don't need to touch it. And you might have another room that needs some new countertops. And now I'm kind of paraphrasing what he said, but that's basically what he was getting at with the analogy. I'm just trying to figure out, you know, who's Chip and who's Joanna in this thing, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't, is uh, Ian Cunningham Chip or is he Joanna? Which one's designing? Which one's doing the hard labor here? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. And, that, and you know what? Also, what rooms, and we're specifically talking about position groups, are the ones that maybe just need a coat of paint? Or ones that are like, oh, we, we need to do everything in that room to like redo it. So I thought it was a great analogy to kind of put into perspective of what he perceives this football team is going through. But yeah, Ryan Poles, um, and I guess we'll see in the draft, right, what rooms he's kind of talking about need the rebuilding and things like that. But it was a really good analogy. I like that comment from Thomas a few moments ago here on YouTube. Tell us you're rebuilding without saying you're rebuilding. 
So here's the context I want to add to this. Um, George McCaskey hates that word. <laughs> yep. So when he says that's a super sensitive subject, that's why it's super sensitive. It, 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 you know, and we went through this before where when Ryan Pace came in with John Fox, very publicly, George and Ted were like, oh, yeah, we got, you know, we're going for this thing. We have talent, blah, blah, blah. Ryan Pace came in and was like, we got nothing on defense. There's nothing there. You know, Vic Fanjo used to joke about it. He had nothing to work with. And it took three years to build that thing back up from what was the worst defense that the organization's probably ever had um, to then have that special season in 2018. So I, I do, regardless of whether it's a rebuild or not, I do like the analogy because there are areas of this football team that you don't need to do a whole lot to. Um, you know, the running back room's pretty good for one. I, you know, there's, uh, I think you're okay at linebacker. There's a couple rooms where you just need a small cosmetic change here and there. And then there's other rooms where it's like, yeah, this is a full blown gut rehab. Got to Got to start over. And so I do find it interesting. I, I, I did appreciate the analogy. Yeah, and like the quarterback room there, Adam, could be a room that you look as, I think, right now, Justin Fields, and we'll see what happens with Nick Foles, is, is a good room to be in. Um, but yeah, I do appreciate it. Some other takeaways that uh, I thought were, like you said, interesting from Ryan Poles, because going into today, Adam, I didn't really expect much in terms of what he would actually say, but when he was asked about, or on the topics of kind of acquiring more picks, he did, and I have both the quotes here just to, to read you how what he said about him. I do think we'll be in the business, depending on where it is and what it looks like, and moving back and trying to create more. Later on in his presser, he also said, like I said, for draft picks, I would love to do more movement and get more picks, but it's got to be in the right area. When you're a team that has as many holes as the Bears do and have six, currently six draft picks, yeah, maybe that's just Ryan Pohl saying that. But I do think that the Bears are in an area, if, if they feel is right, that they do want to go trade back and acquire some more picks and try to address all the needs that they currently have on this roster. I love the uh, our live viewers are chiming in with all these analogies now. Uh, Steven said <laughs> trading Khalil Mack was the equivalent of selling a classic car that only runs a third of the time. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ben's place says Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace were the annoying upstairs neighbors. Keep them coming. So uh, I guess that's become the theme of today's show now. Um, yeah, a couple other things. We, we also got a chance to talk to Robert Quinn and Khalil Herbert today because they were the winners of the Brian Piccolo Awards that went out today. And it was nice to have that ceremony once again. It had been a few years since we were able to do that in person um, because of the pandemic. 2019 was the last one that actually happened at House Hall in person. So Robert Quinn wins the Veteran Award. Khalil Herbert wins the Rookie Award. Let's talk about Robert Quinn for a second. And I want to preface by all this by saying I don't think any of it's a big deal. But remember, he was one of the people who didn't show up last week for voluntary minicamp. We said at the time, not a big deal, because if there's one player, one position on this team, hand on the ground, 4-3 defensive end, you could show up week one put your hand on the ground, go get the quarterback. And Robert Quinn has done this many, many times, so not a big deal. But I happened to notice, and you agreed with me, mm -hmm. it looked like he was limping a little bit today when we saw him. Like he just had a yeah. little bit of a limp. So a couple questions asked his way. I asked him about you know how his offseason has been going. Is there any maintenance going on? And he kind of sidestepped any specifics, but – you know, the idea is he's just getting his body right. And then later on, he was also asked, you know, basically, why were you not there last week? And he said, like I said before, just getting the body right. I've been through this rodeo many times before, which is a completely fair answer. Um, I just think we kind of got our answer that, you know, he's it's probably whatever he's got going on, re, you know, recovering from last season 
he's probably not in the best spot to be going out on a football field. Even if he was fully healthy, he probably didn't need to be doing that. But certainly if he's recovering from something, you don't need to be practicing in April. No, yeah, I remember I just had in my notes weird walk. And I, I look, you you were on one side of the room, Adam. I was on the other side. And I'm glad that you came up to me and asked, like, if I noticed that. It's like, I did. And like you said, maybe that's what he was rehab. Maybe he was in the building those three days of voluntary minicamp. It was just getting that that work done that maybe is, is going to be needed for, for a guy of, of his age. But, yeah, we'll see what when it comes time to – when actual like training camp starts, how he's feeling physically. But he also kind of said in his press conference, Adam, that one of the things that for him, he did not want to be traded. He wanted to be with the bears. Like that was a, a priority for him. And obviously he knows it's a business. He was asked about the Cleo Mack trade and it was shocking to him when he saw the news, but it's like if Cleo Mack could get traded, you know, everybody's kind of fair game. So he did mention that, but um Another thing that he also talked about, like with Travis Gibson now being in the role, he has great potential. But yeah, Robert Quinn, always so soft-spoken, that old soul, I think, is how Alan yeah. Williams described him uh, down in that that one room. I mean, the, what is it? The PNC, uh, is it the center? or? But that place is awesome. It's huge. Yeah, it's like kind of a big uh, studio that they have down there uh, that also doubles as a room that they can have events like the Brian Piccolo mm-hmm. award ceremony. So um, it's a good space the bears have. And I think that, um, you know, a couple things about Robert Quinn. I got to say that the speech that Alan Williams gave today was pretty good. Like I, I, I mm-hmm. thought that was really well done. And that part of it's not really broadcast. It's just kind of for in-house. Uh, we got the chance, t- chance to talk to the players afterwards, but um, we were in the building or in the room for uh, the speech. Tr- traditionally, the coordinators will introduce the winners of the award. And it creates an interesting dynamic in a year like this where the coordinators are new and didn't coach mm-hmm. the players last year. So they're just getting to know these guys. And so Alan Williams said that he wanted to talk to people in the building who knew Robert Quinn that could give him, you know, just get their feedback, what they say. And the bottom line was he used a bunch of, you know, adjectives to describe Robert mm-hmm. Quinn that other people brought up. And it was just very, very obvious that Robert Quinn is a very highly respected player in the organization. The way he treats people, the perspective he has on life. Quinn talked today about the brain tumor he had when he was 17. They originally told him he had a week to live, which is crazy. And it turned out it was benign. So he li- obviously lived and, uh, you know, I, there's still part of that tumor that's still in his brain, which is crazy. And um, that, I think, is a big reason why I have always enjoyed our reactions with Robert Quinn, because he always seems to have a knack for putting things in perspective. And since we were just talking about what Ryan Poles had to say about the idea of the Bears rebuilding, I love the player side of it with Robert Quinn. And he said this, he said, I don't think that's the right way we should phrase it because the guys in the building are professionals and I think everyone carries themselves to high expectations. I believe, me personally, no player is better than me. And I believe everyone else should carry themselves the same way. So to say rebuild is, I guess, a funny word. I think it's just getting guys to believe who they truly are and perform at their high level of expectations because everyone's talented enough because they're here. Now you just got to go prove it. Whether it's a rebuild or not, that is the attitude player should have. You know, if you walk in the building, you're like, yeah, I'm only here because this is a team rebuilding and restocking the roster. You're not giving yourself enough credit. Even if that's how it truly is, as a player in the building, you got to be like, no, I'm good enough to be here. I can play. I can step my game up to the next level. Yeah, every, you know, the few opportunities I've had with just being in a Robert Quinn press conference, I just feel like he's like a a wise, like, wizard. Like, just the knowledge <laughs> he brings, just the knowledge he brings, the perspective he has, and how he's so, again, old old soul, like Alan Williams described him uh, in his great speech. It's like, yeah, I just really like listening to Robert Quinn, and when he performs like he did last season, like, he's a 
easy guy to root for. Like if you're a fan of, of the Bears team and looking for, you know, why you could be excited. And if Robert Quinn goes out, I know he has peaks and valleys in his career in terms of production, but you're hoping that he can still build off of that that great se- um, season that he had last year. A wise Southern wizard says young Drizzy 23. Like it. Hey, man, what that guy's been through in his life, uh, he he definitely, uh, one of the things that we've heard from him and and Alan Williams shared too is that when you say, like, how you doing, just like we all do when we see people, we're like, hey, how you doing? Uh, Robert Quinn will always kind of pat his heart and say, living. Yeah. Because living. Love it. Uh, and he, he would make comments like that a lot even during the season. Like, you know, just woke up today and another day. <laughs> it's incredible perspective. So good for Robert Quinn. This award is uh, voted on by teammates. It's well-deserved. And now the question is, will he still be here next week? That is the question, Adam. <laughs> and, man, I wonder what, like, the market would be for Robert Quinn and, like, yeah, I have no idea what that would be. You got to, you know, weigh his his age, production. There's a lot to consider there. But and also, that, though, but we'll also see. guys like that, like if he's that respected in the locker room, like if you're only going to get a six round mm-hmm. pick for a guy who, yeah, look, no one's expecting 19 sacks again. But if he can get you eight, nine, ten and be that wizard in the locker room for young guys to learn from. You know, sometimes for me, as much as I am about to do this in our mock draft segment, talk about the need to get draft picks. I don't know. you got to weigh what it is. And I don't necessarily know what the market would be for Robert Quinn either. It's a much different situation than Khalil Mack, despite the production last season. Mack only got you a second. I would just be careful uh, of trading him, which I had to say the same thing about Nick Foles, too because of his value that he could potentially continue to have for Justin Fields. But then they went out and they got Trevor Simeon and you know, that's all writing on the wall at this point. Yeah. I just, I think the message, like what kind of message does that send to the locker room? Like, Hey, we just shipped off Robert Quinn for like, again, a six round draft pick. Yeah. I think that that sits wrong with, well, I think it would sit wrong with some of the players there, especially considering what he meant for his team last year, the war they just won. And just kind of how he approached himself. So I think, and I think Ryan Poles, uh, being a former player, kind of understands that too. You know what it does when you make certain transactions, but it is a business, so anything can happen. Hey, the best way to support CHGO is to download the Points Bet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up, and if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. But that's not it. If you make a fifty-dollar more first-time deposit. You'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO Locker, all for making a $50 more first-time deposit at PointsBet. If you have any questions, you can email PointsBet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. Your home for live in-play betting just got even better. There's the live NBA same game parlay, and it is only with points bet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. If you want more, you can also boost those live same game parlays. An online signup is available in Illinois. Download the points bet app right now. Register your account from start to finish all from your phone. So what are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And... Because it is Tuesday, we have our points bet pick of the week. And this is one I actually wanted to do last week. And then I, instead, I threw a bad Timberwolves bet at you. So sorry about <laughs> that. Um, here's where I want to go with this, because it has to do with the NFL draft. And it has to do with um, CHGO Sports chiming in. Points bet offered 100 thousand in free bets if you can correctly pick the first 10 picks of the nfl draft that is tough yeah like someone's gonna draft a quarterback and throw everybody off it's like okay yeah we're done all right but here's what i want to do for the uh points bet pick of the week the exact position of the first drafted player for the chicago bears so wherever that ends up being the pick the exact position of that player 
give you some of the odds. Wide receiver is top of the list, plus 200. Offensive line, plus 300. Corner, plus 400. D-line slash edge is plus 450. Linebacker is plus 700. I think I'm going to give you this for two reasons. One is I well, the biggest, I think it's the best value. If you're going to pick one of these positions for as likely as I think it'll be, I would go defensive line slash edge. Mm-hmm. One, I think you're getting like kind of a combination there. Like you're, you're, you know, the bears need another pass rusher. They also need a three technique. They also technically need a one technique. I don't know if they'll address that with the first pick, but there's multiple positions there that could be addressed. And as I've said many times on the show already, Nick, I feel like they tipped their hand a little bit with that three technique and the amount they gave Larry Ogunjobi and it fell through. So that's my pick of the week. I'm giving you is D line slash edge at plus four fifty. I think it's good value for the bears. First draft pick. I like that a lot, Adam. I mean, just considering that the bears, Ryan Poles also talked about, we're going to go best player available when they did those mock drafts. It was always, the, it was usually the best player available. Maybe that is a defensive line. Like you said, you get like a two, uh, you know, two-way uh, combination there. Offensive line, you get like, oh, you know, interior, you know, the tackles or whatever. But I do like the 450. I was looking at that one. I've been on a cold streak, though, Adam, when it comes to making bets. So mm. maybe that's how I can get hot. Maybe that's how I can get hot if I, I do that one. But I need to tell everybody about CHGO. All right, Chicago sports fans, if you aren't a member of our CHGO family, what are you waiting for? Members will have access to all of our premium content from all of our great writers. Adam just had his article come out today, and we're going to talk a little bit about it in the next segment. I had a mock draft. Will's been writing on the Bears side of things, but you also get all the other teams and all their great content, so you definitely want to go check that out. You also get a free T-shirt of your choice when you become a member, and you get access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. And, of course, we have podcasts and live shows on every team, every day. And you definitely want to be just notified, subscribed for this week specifically. It's draft week. We're going to be putting out a bunch of content. So come join this amazing family that is constantly growing here at CHGO. All right. And one of the things, as you mentioned, two of the things you can read right now at allchgo.com are our mock drafts that we have up. So if you want to follow along and you're on your computer right now, you or your phone or whatever, you could potentially pull those up at allchgo.com and follow along. But we took two different approaches uh, as we, you know, everybody's doing mock drafts. So we're trying to get a little creative with what we're doing. Nick went with an all offensive draft, unlikely to happen, but still kind of fun to, to see how that could potentially play out. If the bears were just to say, screw it, we're going all offense to help Justin Fields. What I did was, I've been working on this for for a while now. Kind of kept simulating more and more uh, drafts, mock drafts. On there's a couple different good simulators. Pro Football Focus has one. The Draft Network has one, and you can actually simulate trades. And what I was trying to do is, as I kept going through it, is paint what would be the best scenario, like the best case scenario for how this could all play out. And fans are still going to have gripes about you know which position goes here and there and i get it but the point is that when it's all said and done i had three goals nick and those goals were to get justin field some help mm-hmm. add draft capital and by the way capital doesn't just mean picks the amount of picks it's the quality of picks too and if you can accomplish both that's even better um, and then three is, as you add those picks, find guys who can at least be active week one. So that means even if they're just out there and active to run around on special teams and make a play there, they are not guys that end up on the practice squad because they're just not seasoned enough and they need to develop. There's too many needs that this team ha- has right now to go down that route. I think I accomplished that with this draft. Now, it took a lot of maneuvering. And I did not necessarily do this by design because, again, I went through so many different scenarios that sometimes I didn't trade up. Other times I did. 
But this is how it all played out where I found the perfect one. So let's take a look at what the Bears' actual picks are versus what I ended up creating through a bunch of trades. And if I went through every trade, it'd be crazy. But it started with a big trade with the Falcons that I essentially moved back in the second round, third round, and fifth round. Just about three to four picks, basically swapping with the Falcons with those picks in order to get the number uh, 114th overall pick in the fourth round. Because one of my goals, Nick, was to add a fourth round pick, which the Bears currently do not have. Um, And so I moved back there, and then I was on the clock again, and Pittsburgh came calling, and they wanted that pick. So I was actually able to add another fourth rounder in there. And then I wasn't planning on trading back again, but... um, I think I actually went out of order here. Arizona traded first, and then Pittsburgh came calling, too, at the end. Tampa was in there. There's a bunch of trades. But as you can see on the board, I ended up adding more picks, but also increasing the value of those picks because I have two in the second, two in the third. Now I have a fourth-round pick and two in the fifth. And, oh, by the way, it's not on the graphic if you're watching on YouTube. But in those trades, I was also able to add two fifth-rounders um, in next year's draft. Complicated, I understand. If you read <laughs> the whole story at all, chgo.com, it kind of walks you through it because it would take the whole podcast here to kind of walk through. I guarantee, but a couple things I did there, Nick, was, again, I ran through these scenarios so many times. Trust me, I weeded out the stuff that would not be realistic. I even mm-hmm. ran some of these potential trades past a couple NFL talent evaluators that would know be like, Hey, is this realistic? Is this ridiculous? Um, you know, there's one time I ran it, Nick, where your guy, Tyler Linderbaum was all of a sudden available. I'm like, that's not going to happen. So that I weeded that one out. I'm like, that's not really going to be real. Um, so that is the process that while well, I don't expect that to play out, it is within the realm of possibilities if you want to trade back in that second round because that's where most of the value is. You can do that. So before we get to the players, Nick, just kind of what's your reaction to all that wheeling and dealing? Well, I really like that you're able to get four picks in the top 100. Currently, what the Bears have, they have those three picks there. So able to not only get you know some quality players more towards the upper half of the part of the draft, where you can obviously see what Ryan Poles can do in, you know, that certain particular area. But look, Ryan Poles talked about it twice, trying to acquire more picks. And Adam, you, you accomplished that. I see people wanting you to run their Madden franchise <laughs> and be the, you know, the new new GM there. So I like that you were able to do that. And, you know, what was really cool is that you're able to get some outside perspective on the realistic you know, how realistic this could be so that when, you know, readers go to allchgo.com and check it out, like, okay, I get why Adam did this. So I, I really like that idea. Um, Again, you, you told me that you were going to go with this, you know, perfect scenario for the Bears. And I think you did a really good job with trying to make a realistic view of what, hey, maybe could happen on day two of the draft. Well, and I'll give you, I'll give you a couple examples of one is I, I promise you, I wasn't just like trying to trade back. This is all I'm going to do is trade back. There were a couple of guys, including George Pickens, that went right before my pick at 39. And otherwise, I would have made that pick. And, and so then there was a cluster of players. You used to hear Ryan Pace talk about clouds of players. This is like how it really works. And so there was, now I'm sitting there at 39, and there's a few players where I'm like, if I trade back four spots with the Falcons, I'm still guaranteed to get one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I did that. Um, now I have. There's some people in the comments and who are kind of knocking Pro Football Focus's uh, trade simulator. I'm not gonna lie. There was the trade that PFF was offering was not realistic. It was like offering <laughs> me the opportunity to just basically get their third round pick for moving back four spots. And if you look at any of those uh, draft calculators or value calculators. Like it does, that's not realistic. I ran that by someone's like, no. So the the draft network, I tried to do the same exact trades and it was much more realistic. You saw, I actually had to trade back with in three different rounds just to move up Mm -hmm. from the sixth to the fourth is essentially how that worked. And that made a lot more sense and added up 
to be a little bit more of a realistic situation. So then you get to the next pick. This is the stuff Ryan Poles was talking about today, guys. So now, now you're drafting four picks later, and you know a couple of guys actually liked both went to the Seahawks there. So that's the price of paying back sometimes or trading back sometimes. And yet there were still a couple of three techniques, Logan Hall being one of them, as we show you what the mock actually played out on YouTube, um, that were still available. So when I got another offer to move back, I'm like, I think this is the best thing because I'm getting more and more picks. And not only am I getting more picks, but it's allowing me to get move up with those later picks too. So I'm not picking in the sixth, seventh round. I'm adding more fifth rounders. I'm, I'm getting two thirds out of it. So um, let's get the mock draft back up because what I ended up doing here was uh, making that pick at 52 later on. And I took Logan Hall, the three technique out mm -hmm. of Houston. Now, one of the things, and we can leave that up. One of the things you heard polls talk about today is as you, if you do trade back and you add more capital, it allows you to trade up later. So mm -hmm. I actually ended up doing that to secure Jamari Salyer from Georgia, a guy who played tackle left and right side there. Nick, I think he's a plug and play guard. I think he fixes the bears right guard spot immediately week one. These are the types of players I'm looking at that can help immediately. They don't need a year of development we're not sitting here a year from now going, uh, is this guy going to work out? Tevin Jenkins, is he a left or right tackle? You know, as long as he stays healthy, I think that somebody helps out right away. So I know everybody wants wide receivers. We can get to that. But I feel pretty good about the fact that with the first two picks while moving back, I was able to get defensive line, offensive line, guys who I think can contribute right away. You build up the trenches there, Adam, and did so again with a defensive player as the first pick. And that's all right, because that we just put gave you the, the odds on that for points bet. Seems like a pretty good bet to me to make. Um, but I do like those two first picks addressing both lines, because I think that is going to be an emphasis for Ryan Poles in this draft, whether it is with the, you know, maybe the two second rounders somewhere. I feel like Poles is going to address that position. I think I saw in the comments. You got punk God in there in the fourth round and you know obviously flips a field but when you were kind of considering a player like that and maybe let's say double dipping at wide receiver was it just the talent at wide receiver maybe wasn't as where you want it to be in terms of like what you get in Ariza um how'd you kind of come to that conclusion well yeah so I ended up going back to back wide receivers in the third round everybody's on me for taking David Bell they all know how I feel about it it's fine uh, I do like David Bell. I actually probably would have taken Alec Pierce from Cincinnati over mm. Bell, uh, but he went right before that. He was off the board because I do think that Pierce actually fits the Bears' needs a little bit better and gives them a true X wide receiver. Um, I think both guys would be really good picks. And then, you know, by the time we got later on that third round, I was really glad I added that third round pick to get, grab another wide receiver. But most of those true wideouts were gone at that point. And so I looked at Wandale Robinson, a guy who I've seen in person. He play, used to play in Nebraska before he went to Kentucky. And he's just goes back to another thing Ryan Pohl said today. Sometimes you just draft good football players, like guys who will get on the field and you know you're going to be able to use them. Like I know week one, whoever drafts Wandale Robinson will be able to put him in a package. He may only play 10 snaps. But he's going to be put in a package where you can get the ball to him in space, and he's going to pick up some yards. So, the, again, it kind of gets back to what I'm focused on here in this draft is getting pieces that can help you right away. Um, same thing with punt God. <laughs> like, and this is probably going to go to the special teams thing, but I don't feel great about the Bears puncher situation right now. And you're getting somebody who, if he can figure out, and we're actually going to talk, uh, we could do it right now. Just throw it up there. We're going to do our, he's my pick a prospect for today. I was going to break him down uh, even more. So Matt Areza from San Diego State went viral a bunch in the college football season. You may have seen it. Um, he's known as punt guy because 18 <laughs> punts over 60 yards last year, two over 80. That's insane. 80-yard bombs. Now, the problem is he 
to be a punter in the NFL, <laughs> you have to actually have touch. <laughs> you have to, you cannot have touchbacks just because you can kick it far. You need to be able to pin the ball uh, and really help with field position. So he's got to still prove he can do that. But if he does, you're talking about a guy who um, is going to be one of the best punters in the league for a very, very long time. Hey, I mean, look, Adam, I don't think we expect this offense to take these giant crazy leaps immediately in this season, maybe down the road. There's going to be punting, unfortunately. I know we joke about that, like, hey, the Bears aren't going to punt. They don't need a punter. Yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be punting, and a guy like that can automatically like switch the field, swap the field for you, give it your defense an opportunity to pin the opposing offense back and then put you in a better position to take over uh, in field position. I get it. I get it. The I'm, you know, we'll see if he, I, I'm curious to see wherever he ends up to be completely honest, because I've never seen so much hype and just clamoring for this guy to be in the league until right now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing wherever he goes. And it's backfired before. Remember Roberto Aguayo? That's right. Yes. That would be like the last one. Yeah. No, no, no. He was going to get when we were talking about him getting drafted. I remember like, okay, fourth round, kind of same, same area. And they, the Bucks took him in the second round. It was like, okay, that's a little ridiculous. <laughs> All right. You know, I got my limits. Fourth round for a punter is as good as punt God. And it's a bonus pick that I picked up from trading back. So um, that's where I could stomach it. And um, so anyway, that was uh, you can read the rest of it at allchgo.com. There's a lot more detail in there, too, to kind of explain how we all got there. But I want to talk about your mock draft, too, with the all offense draft. Yeah, so this is inspired by Matt Eberflus and how in the last time he spoke to the media, he kind of talked about, well, hey, I'm going to go to Luke Getze and I'm going to say I'm going to draft, you know, six defensive players. Lobby why we should go the other way. Go to Alan Williams, say we're going to draft six offensive players. In this scenario, Luke Getze wins the lobbying and Matt Eberflus says, all right, we're going to go address all the holes on offense. So, yeah, what I did for the first two picks of this mock draft, Adam, I addressed the offensive line. And I did a guy um, with, with Tyler Smith. He's actually one of the players that Olin Krutz broke down in the Making the Case video series. So definitely go check that out on CHGO Sports' YouTube page. It's in a playlist, Making the Case. Tyler Smith is on there. But for my scenario in this particular draft and how I, I see it fitting, he played the tackle position there at Tulsa. From what the draft network's kind of projecting, what even Olin Krutz says, like, you know, you maybe could put him into guard right now to kind of refine some things and maybe you can move him back out there. That's kind of how I envision him playing for the Bears and sliding him into that right guard spot that's currently vacant. So you put a guy like that in there, a starter. Then you got a guy like Bernard Raymond. And Adam, I don't know if you, you've done research on him yet, but from Austria, a guy that came into Central Michigan as a tight end from his freshman year to now where he's at his senior, he's gained 60 pounds, but still able to move and mirror, you know, opposing defense alignment. And I'll actually break him down a little bit more in our, um, you know, draft profiles, but a guy that, you know, addresses a tackle position. So, Hey, if you want Larry Borm to start at left tackle, that's fine. But this is a guy that I think can get some seasoning, get just to one sit on the bench and learn. Then you can kind of plug him in there and just figure out your best five. So, Addressing the offensive line for me was a big priority in this all-offense mock draft. Then I double-dipped like you did at the wide receiver position, and Alec Pierce ended up being there just to give guys people who haven't read the, the article on All-CHGO. I did use the Draft Network's mock draft simulator, just kind of went through each pick and obviously stuck to the offense, but I was able to get Alec Pierce, a guy that fits the true X receiver. And then a guy like Danny Gray, who it was – I think the day after we 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 were talking about him on this podcast, Adam. I said like there's a little bit of of Darnell Mooney in him, and it was um, Dane Brugler. The next day is like if you're looking for the next Darnell Mooney, I'm like hey, I made that comparison. I'm like all right, got that speed can take you know the top off a of defense, and then just to kind of round out the draft, I wanted to draft a running back at some point. And just on yesterday's podcast, we did the draft profile for Zamir White physical running back from Georgia and 
like I said, on that pocket, he doesn't have as much receiving ability, but I think there's more to it than what he showed at Georgia. He's definitely capable of being a better pass catcher than what he showed there, but physical nickname. So you can have punk God and you can have Zeus. That was his <laughs> nickname, um, you know, there at Georgia and Zamir White. So you can have both of those uh, nicknames on there. And then I go and draft a, a tight end in James Mitchell. He's had some injuries in his past, but somebody that does have a basketball background knows how to find the end zone and really can fit a bunch of different just positions from the U tight end. Why he, he's got that flexibility because of how athletic he is and just his body type. So wanted to address, try to address each and every position on the offense, but with six picks, like, Hey, even if you're going all one position, it's not the easiest exercise, but that's what it would kind of look like if the bears were to stay focused on one. And I think the last team that actually did that was the Carolina Panthers and they're all defensive draft, yep. which is, Still, like, crazy to think about that a team actually did that. But that's what it looked like, all offense for the Bears. Um, You know, it's interesting you go running back. It's one of the positions of depth that Ryan Poles mentioned today. He's yeah. like, oh, there's so many running backs later on in the draft. It's become a position that the Bears have drafted almost basically yearly. Um, And, you know, because it's a position where you don't necessarily – need or want to pay guys with long-term money. That's part of the reason why you kind of keep it churning. And it's mm -hmm. interesting. It was also kind of interesting to see Khalil Herbert up there you could, with the uh, Brian Pickle award today and just hear the respect. And obviously he's earned that respect to win this award uh, there were times last year where I know a lot of fans wanted to see more of Khalil Herbert. Some think he fits the scheme better. You guys know how I feel about David Montgomery. I think he's underrated, doesn't get enough respect. Um, but, you know, if the Bears do move on from David Montgomery after this season because they don't want to give out a huge contract because they feel like Khalil Herbert can be a number one RB, then you probably feel better about that if you also draft one this year and have that guy with the year seasoning too uh, in your building. So it would not shock me at all if they do end up taking a running back later on in the draft. No. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me at all either, Adam. Like, and that's what I kind of mentioned in my article. It's like, I know fans don't want to hear about moving on from David Montgomery, but the reality is he's going to the last year of his rookie contract and how many teams, even though the bears will have a lot more draft cap or, um, cap space in 2023, are you going to allocate that to the running back position? And as much as and deserving as probably David Montgomery is going to be, it's just, it still comes down. It's a business, right? So um, that's kind of, that was also some of the approach too, and why I wanted to go with a guy like Zamir White or whoever, uh, if it is a running back, it would make sense. Someone, someone was joking. They wanted an all special teams draft. Hey, don't <laughs> sleep on my draft. Okay, Joey, can we put mine back up there? Because because special teams was a huge part. It wasn't just that I drafted a punter. Wandale Robinson is a returner, everybody. Okay. He's, he helps out there. So you're addressing returner. You're addressing punter. Jack Sanborn, part of uh, Death Row, the linebackers at Wisconsin. Lake Zurich kid, local dude, okay? Um, he projects to me as you know best case scenario if you hit the jackpot he could develop into a starter at the mic position next to Roquan Smith I think more than likely you start him uh, in that Sam spot and he's going to kill it on special teams in the meantime and then Smoke Monday was the best name in the entire freaking draft um, he is a four-phase special teamer so right away as a fifth rounder I think it could potentially be and win that second starting safety spot uh, next to Eddie Jackson. But in the meantime, as he competes for that, you know he's going to be active on game day week one because he's got that special teams experience. So, bam, there is your wasn't just the draft. Yeah, it wasn't just the perfect Bears draft. It was like also subsequently the uh, you know special teams draft there and it doesn't surprise me at all adam with your special teams you know background um but look at that you got players on the field and that's what's important that's what you're trying to accomplish i think like i said you did a really good job with that thanks it got i'm not gonna lie it got confusing sometimes you're like 
because I was trying to use like multiple simulators, multiple drafts, all kinds of different variables. The reaching out to people, like making phone calls, the beast. Shout out to Dane Brugler again. I'm just going to give him a shout out every single day at this point. Uh, then my own, you know, draft work and my own thoughts from watching these guys. Uh, boy, at this point, David Bell better turn out to be a good player. Man, I'm on the David Bell train too, though. So I, I <laughs> but if hope he's that not, he does. Like... Uh, the, yeah, they're going to come right to the CHGO Bears yeah. podcast. Like With YouTube. all the receipts, all the receipts. Oh, yeah. That'll all right. All right, give us, uh, give us, give points bet some more love. They deserve it. They do deserve it. So, if you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the points bet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you going to get two risk free bets up to two thousand dollars, but if you make a fifty dollar more first time deposit, you'll receive a free HGO, CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice. From the CHGO locker. If you have any questions, email pointsbet at allchgo.com and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever. So, what are you waiting for to start your bet life in seconds with pointsbet? And if you haven't already, make sure you are going to allchgo.com, checking out all of our draft content, signing up for those memberships. Uh, you can use points bet to do it, but even if you already have points bet, you can jump on there. The annual membership is a much better uh, value there, and uh, we hope you're signing up. You got the members only Discord as well to interact with us. We'll do some more chats on there and um, you know interact with you guys and continue to do that. So make sure you're signed up there at allchgo.com. That's where these mock drafts are that we're talking about. As well, let's line up some questions uh, to close out the show today. Uh, get those super chats in. We'll uh, take some of your draft questions here as we finish out. But uh, I'll give you a chance to kind of go back to your pick a prospect for today. It was one of the guys you had in your mock draft, but you had a little bit more to say about him. Yeah, just going back to offensive tackle Bernard Raymond. It's a guy that is from Austria and who started off playing at Central Michigan. Like I said, as a tight end, actually had to put on. 60 pounds or he put on 60 pounds from his freshman year to his senior year and he actually transitioned the year that the pandemic started so he transitioned to tackle and what he would do is he would watch he did an interview with uh, nfl network and he said he would watch youtube videos record himself doing pass sets and then send those videos to his coaches to learn in an entirely new position and he was able to pick it up pretty quickly um for someone that gained as much weight as he did 60 pounds, like I said, he still shows fluid movement, the ability to mirror those defensive linemen, those linebackers that are coming on and blitzing and, you know, kind of stonewall those guys. And I really like also, too, because he is new, that his ability to recover. So if someone does out-leverage him, there's a good chance that Bernard Raymond is going to find a way to position himself to, you know, recover off a pass set. And he did a pretty good job facing some SEC talent he played against, like, a Missouri and an LSU was able to actually hold his own there. So that was encouraging. And of course, with someone who's just transitioned to a new position, he only has 18 games played at left tackle. And that's why I was kind of saying initially, like is if he needs to sit and it's kind of goes opposite of what Adam Hogue was trying to do in his mock draft, trying to get guys to play. If he needs to sit, he could do that develop, right? So that when you put him essentially in there to play left tackle, he'll be in a good position and a good spot to play in. He is projected to go in that first to second round, but really like the, he's a high upside guy against someone that really needs to learn more of the game. But I liked his trajectory of where he's going so far in his football career. On the negative side, he's going to be 25 week one. That is, that is another one that I, I didn't put in there, but yeah, he's going to be an, he's an older prospect there. I love stories like this though. It's so cool. Like he, he joined a youth club team when he was in uh, growing up in Vienna, Austria, as a wide mm -hmm. receiver. He comes to the U.S., ends up in a wing T offense, which is why he's probably such a good blocker. <laughs> um, and then gets recruited as a tight end. You know, he's probably still learning how to play football. So the fact Honestly. that he's getting this love, one of the two years he played left tackle, it's a COVID year. Um, 
you know, it shows you the potential he does have. But he definitely Adam, you need to go on on Central Michigan's like website and just see the photos of his face and how it like changes over the years. It's it's pretty incredible. Like just seeing a thin Bernard Raymond, then okay, there's the weight. There's some more weight, and now here's the weight kind of defined into now this tackle body. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. Didn't uh there was there's like a gif on the internet of uh, Tom Brady's face changing over the years. Oh, He's yeah. like Benjamin Button, you know, because mm-hmm. every year they take like the portrait photo, you know, for the, basically their yearbook photo where they just you know it's like a mug shot, and uh, that be it's like the photos that anybody can use and have access to uh-huh. like the generic headshot is the word I'm looking for. And, um, and you just lay those together year after year after year after year. And he somehow got younger. I don't know how that works. I don't, yeah. I don't think that's going to be our case, but that's why he's Tom Brady. Sounds like for Bernard Raymond, it's the opposite. And since he's going to be true. 25, let's, I don't Now I'm starting to think about what he's going to look like in five years. Is he going to be, look like a 70 year old? I hope not. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> um, happy to take your questions though, to, uh, to finish the show. So any questions we have, we can pop them up there uh, as we get closer and closer to the draft. Um, about 48 hours to go. And again, tomorrow, we're going to have, speaking of mock drafts, we're going to do a live live one. Like, we're going to play this thing out, this process that we've been talking about, what we did. Oh, man. Oh, wow. There he is, Bernard Raymond. That so is that something. would, uh, let's pop that back up there. So it's got the Vikings logo on there. If you're watching on YouTube, you mm-hmm. can see this. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll try to paint the picture for you. So the picture we have on the left um He's got a Vikings jersey on, but it's like it's obviously the Vienna Vikings club team that he played on. Uh, and then on the right, he is at the combine. And yeah, he looks a little different. He looks a lot older. Yeah, yeah, he does. But just massive, too. Maybe he'll be a Viking. Who knows? Ooh. Now, if he's a Viking, that photo is going to be very useful for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> it will. <laughs> Uh, Jose says if polls moves down with the first pick, my TV will be thrown out the window. You know, I recommend uh, mounting your TV because if you ever get the urge to do that, it's going to be a lot harder to get out. Now, if you're strong enough to still move it, uh, at that point, like you're going to do more damage because it's going to hurt your wall. Now you got a window problem, a wall problem. And now this is where this podcast comes full circle because you're going to have to call Ryan Poles and Ian coming in to come in HGTV style and fix everything. <laughs> I like that. There you go. Full circle. Perfect. Sebastian says, so <laughs> have a, yeah. If, yeah. Fields is a complete success this season. What, uh, what do we draft in the first round the following season? Already moving ahead to next year's mock drafts. You know what, Nick? I want you to write that up tonight. Make sure you have that posted tomorrow, the 2023 mock draft. You know what, though? I'll take your question seriously, Sebastian, because here's the deal. You know, the good staffs, the good scouting staffs, the good general managers take next year's class into account with decisions that are made this weekend. Mm -hmm. It's not everything, but I'll give you one example. I think the Bears probably move up for Justin Fields regardless you know, if they go back in hindsight, regardless of what this year's draft would have looked like. But if you haven't noticed, this year's draft class isn't that outstanding in the first round, but there's a lot of people think there's a ton of depth for the later rounds of guys. So that's always a funny thing to consider, by the way, Nick, because if you're like, if there's only 15 guys who are truly first rounders, how is it deeper later? Yeah, if those guys later are so good, wouldn't they just be guys you would want to draft earlier? It's kind of a mind trick you have to play. But the the, the thinking mm-hmm. basically is when you're drafting the first round, you want a stud that you know is going to be great. These evaluators right now feel like there's a lot of guys later who will be good. Not necessarily great, but you can add a lot of depth pieces later on. That's kind of how they're looking at this. So the point I'm trying to make is of all the years to move out of the first round, Pretty decent one for the Bears to not have a first-round pick. And I guarantee you that they saw that 
maybe I'm giving Ryan Pace too much credit here and people won't roll their eyes, but the I guarantee you somewhere that conversation was had last year before the first round occurred. Hey, what does next year's draft class look like? How deep is it? If we get in a position where we have to trade, what are we willing to trade from next year's draft class? Because that's why future draft picks are included in some of these trades. No, that's that's a really good point, Adam. But um, if I had to answer the question, like I again, it's way too soon to do it, but They'll have a first-round draft pick in itself. That'll be exciting to even cover because, I'm again, the Bears usually don't have those. Obviously, they got Justin Fields, but let's see. The Bears are not going to be able to address every single hole in this draft. So as long, so whatever they don't address, maybe that's a priority going into next season. Maybe it is a defensive player. Maybe the Bears do go heavy on the offensive top three picks, those two second-rounds, third-rounders, if they stay with them. Maybe they go address – maybe they haven't addressed that three technique yet. Who knows? But yeah, too early to decide what I'm going to write up for the 2023 Bears mock draft. But again, it'll be ready tomorrow on allchgo.com because <laughs> you're going to yeah. stay up all night doing it. Uh, mm-hmm. Just kidding. Now, Donald says it's a good year for not having a number one pick. A lot of talent, not star power. That's a good way to put it. Randy said, if you decide to uh, throw your, win- your TV out the window, please record it and add it to TikTok. Just want to make it clear that mm-hmm. we at CHGO do not encourage you to do that but would i would i if i saw that on tiktok would i enjoy it yeah would i say like hey we we saw it coming <laughs> here are the chgo bears maybe <laughs> yeah but please don't do that uh <laughs> george pickens or christian watkin you know what i gotta say these are i, I i've talked a little bit about watson before i've been riding a roller coaster with this kid Right. Mm-hmm. I love North Dakota State. I love the talent they turn out there. I have a ton of respect for the program. I understand they run the ball a lot, so his production is not going to be super, super high. But when you see what a combine he's had and everything he's done pre pre draft, I keep going back to film. I'm like, why are you not wowing me on the film? And it's just sort of this uncomfortable feeling I have with Christian Watson. Love him. I just had this, like, uh, something's pulling me back from wanting to pull the trigger on him. Pickens has almost been the opposite. Pickens has his own red flags and things like that, but you look into that more and you're like, uh, you know, I like him. If I had to pick at, like, 39, you know, the Bears' first pick, and those two guys, you're set on a wide receiver and they're both available, personally for me, I'm going George Pickens. I'm going George Pickens. Um. Just being that, even though he had the injury, the guy I think is a legit uh, off number one weapon on an offense in the future here. Uh, just from what he showed at Georgia, even the one catch he made in the championship game coming back from the injury, uh, just laying out for the football, some of the best hands in the draft. And he, he does play with an edge, and that, again, hurts him at times because of the character issues that you kind of hear with him, especially it was more so his freshman year, but... For me, I'm going George Pickens. One of the things I like about Pickens is he came back and played. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys could have just said, no, nah, I'm good. But he came back and played, and that that carries some weight with me. I guarantee you it carries some weight with the NFL guys too. All right, well, that's going to do it for us today on our Tuesday edition of the CHGO Bears podcast with some reaction from Hallis Hall. Please check out allchgo.com for more coverage. And uh, we appreciate everybody interacting with these shows this week. It's a lot of fun with the NFL draft going on. Want to lay out the rest of the week for you. Uh, just so you know what's coming, please follow us on at CHGO underscore bears. The full schedule for the week is up there. Uh, it's on my Twitter account too. So you can check that out, but we're going to be a little bit all over the place. It's a good reason to subscribe, hit the notification button on YouTube uh, or on your, wherever you listen to your podcast. And you'll get those notifications to pop up when we do have a new show. But we'll be back at our regular time at 11 a.m. tomorrow with our mock draft special. It's going to be a really fun show. Can't wait to see all the reactions and the comments. I'm sure you guys will be MFing us constantly with our decisions that we make. And I just wanted to be known that I purposely did not make myself the GM so that I can MF you guys as you guys make the final decisions. I'll be the guy in the draft room that's like, that's a terrible pick. I hate it. 
I can't wait to get fired in a couple weeks and go join a different organization. That's going to be me. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Now we know. Now we we're know. Gonna, we're going to make it fun and real. I want it to be real. So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope it doesn't go down like that in the Bears draft room this week. Uh, and then Thursday, we are going to be live towards the end of the first round to react to things that are going on. We should be live when the Packers are picking, you know, when, the fire, when they pick Chris Olave and the, the fireballs go off and that, you know, we're, we're going to be there for you. We're going to be that, that therapy that you need Friday. We'll be on the entire second, third rounds to recap to what the bears actually do. And then Saturday we'll, we'll have some fun stuff during the day. It's such a long day. We'll get some stuff out for you on the picks that the bears make, and then we'll have a live show to recap the entire day. So it's going to be a really, really fun day uh, days. I should say in week at CHGO, and um, we're going to be here for you all the way. So thanks for sticking with us. The CHGO Bears podcast for Nicholas Moriano. I'm Adam Hogue. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m.